Hi, welcome everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching from, our online platform. Welcome, Summit Nation. Yes. Hallelujah. Man, we have in church today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome all of our guests who are uh, watching us. Uh, welcome. And um, you heard that announcement about winning groups. Mark and I talking about um, our, our plans for uh, for, for winning groups. We're relaunching our winning groups. We're really excited about that. Mark has got the vision and he's running with it and, and uh, we want to get you involved so you can, if, if um, those of you that are, are a part of Summit family, you want to have a winning group, we're going to start them online actually. So you can go to the app. I'm, I'm going to talk about the app in a moment. You can go and apply on the app and uh, we'll get in touch with you praise the lord welcome everybody joining us all right we got dawn with us and dawn's was up here singing she's with us live and on the uh <laughs> on facebook praise the lord Kataris, all right nephew what's up got ray turner jasmine hey what's up daughter of mine okay uh <clears throat> thank you jesus um, okay, we got Norma, what's up? Norma, Allie, okay, Sharon, give a shout out to all my folk here that I can see, uh, Pastor Gary, what's up, Linda Gibson, uh, I'm assuming that you're letting Jira watch over your shoulder, okay, Rhonda, okay, we see Indianapolis in the house with Rhonda and Norma and Gary and Nita, okay, we got, um, all right, I'm getting text messages. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My do not disturb does not work, man. So I'm going to be flashing. Okay. Uh, Pastor Hudson in the house, man. Have mercy on me and uh, contact Steve directly. <laughs> I, I haven't figured out how to turn this do not disturb off. So I'm, I'm being flashed. Okay. What's up, Brenda? Okay. All right, all right, all right. Mary Monza, what's up? Mary, Mary is the glue to Summit Church. Jamaica, all right. She's a part of, of Summit family, living out, outside of our, our area here. Angie Love, where are my ribs? Okay, all right. Um, bring out that grill. That grill's still in the box. Thank you, Lord. I've been waiting. I'm patient, though. It's been two years, but I am I'm patient. Shoot, I got Antoine now, so, hey, he going he to he fix me up. All right? Thank you, Lord. Okay, uh, big announcement. We are opening back up May 31st. To everybody. Woo-hoo-hoo. Man, I tell you, it's nothing like being here. I mean, man, I'm, I'm I know, because I, I was checking the feed online, but it's nothing like actually being here. Okay, I'm checking the feed, but it's not like, man, we having church up in here. And uh, we thank God for online. And I hope you can see the different camera angles. But even with all of that, um, it's just nothing like being here, man. I'm telling you what, the band and the, the, the singers, man, they were on point as usual. But today was just, man, it was just some, some extra oomph. 
uh, com coming out. Just a, 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 another level of anointing, man. I'm just, I'm telling you, man, I am so, so, so full. So the 31st, how is this going to work? Too much for me to tell you about all of the things that we're going to have in place. Um, as an under-shepherd, under Jesus, your, your safety is, is, is my, um, my, my concern. So it's high on the list, okay? Um, I'm, I'm an, I'm an under-shepherd. I'm a shepherd, and a, a shepherd cares for the flock, all right? And first and foremost, um, we are not afraid. And I, as I've been sharing with you, there is no reason to fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And what I've been praying and confessing over you, that you, our Summit family, are far above, risen with Christ, far above the coronavirus. So you don't have to, when you step in these doors, whether you step in the doors of the Kroger's or Costco or wherever you go, I want you to know that you're covered and you're protected. You are being prayed over. And just agree with me that you are far above the coronavirus and every sickness and disease. And when we come together and worship, we're going to have some things in place. Too much for me to share with you um, right now. I don't want to take that time. But, but Summit family, we're, I'm going to send an email with a, a list of things that we're going to have in place, such as we'll have people to open the doors for you when you come in. You, don't want, you won't have to touch the door. We're going to have a row between people. This is just some of the things I can think about. No children's ministry at the beginning. Okay, until further notice, the children fam children will sit with their families. All the families will sit together. Uh, we're going to, we're not passing the offering buckets. You can give on your way in or, or on your way out. Those of you who like to give by giving your cash or checks in, in the bucket. Okay, um, our online giving will continue to be uh, in place. Okay, so uh, that's just a few things. And we're going to do the sanitizing of, of stuff and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, so, so there's that. And May 31st is a special day because it's our birthday. Summit's birthday. We started May 31st, 1984. Were you born then? It was in an outpost of YMCA 30 years ago. And it just seems like we're just getting started. All right. So anyway, we're going to we're just going to have that's a that's a good time to start. Just have a uh, just a great celebration. So we invite you to to come back. And um, so um, we, we will still be online uh, for those of you to say, you know what, Pastor, I, I'm just not there yet. I'm, I'm 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 not ready. Jesus loves you. OK. And, and uh, we we're not going to hold anything against you. If you want to keep watching online, but we, we, we do want to get back together. The, it, online does not take the place of getting back together. And, and you are in, bef as in before the coronavirus, same now. You're in a safe place. Okay. Nobody contracting the virus under my watch. We're dealing it, with it. We're doing everything we can do in the natural, but most importantly, we're attacking it from the spirit realm. Amen. See, um, 
Our workers will have, you know, have the masks on and, and we'll, we'll tell, you, tell you more about the masks and things like that. But we're not trusting in that. We're trusting Jesus to keep us safe and protect us because by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. And at this, I, I, I'm not going to wait till the end. I'm going to do it right now. We're going to receive communion. So, thank you, Jesus. Since I'm in charge, I can do what I want. <laughs> so, we're going to have communion right now. And, and uh, so, we got to. And I can tell you, I'm safe. I'm healed. I don't have the virus. And I haven't stopped meeting. <laughs> okay. And our crew here of 10 or more, we have a, a, a few more people here. Um, all of us are safe. All of us are well. No issues whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Jesus. And it's because of Jesus. Everything, all the blessings we enjoy are because of Jesus. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for the cross. We thank you. We, we trust you to keep us safe. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Jesus took our infirmities. Thank you, Jesus. You bore our sickness. Blessed, you, you bore all of our sicknesses on the cross. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Lord, we forget not, we forget not all your benefits. Who forgives all our sins and who healed all our diseases. Thank you that we're far above the coronavirus. Woo, yes. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because of Jesus. Let's partake of the bread together. See him on that cross. See him with the, with the coronavirus 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Lord. He sent his word, Psalm 107, 20. He sent his word and healed us. Because of the cross, we've been forgiven of all of our sins, past, present, and future. Thank you, Lord, that we have forgiveness of sins by your blood. Thank you for the blood, Jesus, that you shed for us. Thank you that now we have your DNA. We have the life of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're washed, we're cleansed, we're sanctified, we're holy, we're righteous, we're blessed, we're favored, we're accepted, we're approved because of Jesus. Let's partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's confess the word. The word should be on your screen. I am greatly blessed. Y'all can say it with me, all right? I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. 
Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am love. I'm love. Okay, let's say. I am love, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right. I am going to uh, get into the Word. We're going to talk about our completeness in Christ, but let me just give you a, a few more announcements. Um, you can contact uh, the church office. You can email summitchurch at me.com if you have any questions about uh, the 31st. But before you ask questions, wait till you get an announcement uh, or an email, rather, from us. We're going to... You can ask us questions before then, but, but we, we, we've got... A list of things that we want to share with you about what we're going to have in place when we get back together. And I, I think that you'll, you'll be um, pleased. Thank you, Lord. And, um, and, and uh, some of y'all are thanking God for the same thing I'm thanking God for. Uh, you, you, and you, you'll be happy to know that my hair is in place because of the slides open back up. And so... Thank you for putting up with me until the salons open back up. And so, so now I got, I got my stuff together and uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> I know a lot, of, a lot of folks are happy, a lot of, uh, especially you ladies, uh, with the salons opening back up. They've been slammed. Thank you, Lord. Good, it's a good time to be a stylist, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, um, oh, here's something exciting. I, got, I have an exciting announcement. Those of you know that we had a, um, in the process of an equipment upgrade, and most of those things are, are in place. Small things right now are, um, we're, we're just left with a few small things that we're doing with our, our current setup, our current plans. And I hope you're happy to see that you're able to see the band now in different camera angles. That's because we added a second camera. We replaced our main camera, and we've got a third camera. And, and, um, and so these cameras will, will be, when they're all in, in place, they'll be on remote control, and, 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 it's, and it's really cool. Got a, a new switcher and all of that. And uh, we want to thank you for, for your financial support and your prayers during this time, especially your prayers. Financial support is cool too, because it enables us to, to continue to do uh, what we're called to do, continue to um, fulfill the vision that God has given us as a church. And uh, I really appreciate you all support. You Summit family, Summit Nation, you guys have been over the top 
We serve a God who's more than enough. And I can say, like Paul said to the Philippian church, who he, he told them, he said, no church communicated to me concerning giving and receiving. Because see, receiving goes along with giving. He said, no church communicated unto me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. And then he went on to say, and my God, and I say to you, Summit Church, Summit Family, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And as Carla said, we don't give to get. We don't give to get blessed. We give because we are already blessed in Christ. Amen. Jesus on the cross blessed you financially. He was made to be poor that you and I, that us and y'all and we in through his poverty might become rich. Thank you, Lord. Now, in addition to the upgrades that we have, we're going to do some more upgrades because you know why? We were awarded, we applied for a tech grant. There's a group that uh, an organization that supports um, pastors and churches in Indiana, and they got a grant from, or they, they got funding from Eli Lilly, and they, uh, it was very, um, very thoughtful of them for them to give this type of a grant. It was a technology grant that they were offering that we heard about and we applied for it. And we got awarded, they were awarded, awarding up to $5,000. We got everything we applied for. We applied for, I believe it is uh, $4,745. And they gave us 4700 well, actually, $4,270. Because what the part of, a part of this grant, and this is where you come in, and we're going to go over the top today. A part of this grant, um, one of the stipulations is that the congregation, we need to receive an offering for this, and the congregation chips in uh, a certain percentage of it. I think it's like right around, I thought it was 10%, but it doesn't add up to me. It's close anyway. But anyway, we, we need to do a, a $475 match, which is nothing. Okay, and they're giving us, they're writing, they're sending us a check for $4,270 for more upgrades so that we can um, be, just enhance our online, um, what we do online even more, okay? I, I minister, and uh, uh, this is going to help with, with our, this, the studio that I'm broadcasting from. Actually, I do more ministry in my home studio than, than I do here. This is one day a week, but we, we do right now. I've been on almost every day doing something, okay, online. And so, and this is out of my kind of mission control. I've got an office set up in my, in, in my home. This is going to allow, allow me to, to do upgrades for that. And I always want to be upfront with you. This is, this is, what, this is what we're doing. And we're going to add uh, also uh, Indianapolis needs uh, a computer. So uh, we're, we're going to be able to, to get them the computer that they need for our Indianapolis campus and um, hope and and hopefully now we we don't have we're not limited to this forty seven hundred and forty five dollars whatever we do extra we'll be able to add 
Uh, we, there's one more piece up we'd like to do, one or two more things to do here for this setup that we're doing here. So we'll be able to do a lot with this. So we need $475. We've already gotten like 200 and something, so we're really close. I know we're going to at least do the 475. And so all of this, all of this uh, will go to technology. And so how do I get? Well, on the app, and this will give me an opportunity to, to tell you about the app. There's a Summit Church app that you can get on Android and on um, Apple, okay? And um, on our app, you can view notes. I'm, I'm uh, just in less than five minutes. I'm going to get into the Word. I can't wait to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big announcement person. I like to get right into the Word. So you can get notes on the app. Uh, Pull up the notes on the app, see all the scriptures that I'm doing, and there's a place where you can take notes and email the notes to yourself, okay? Now, you can also give on the app. Now, in all of our different places uh, that we have for you to give, all the different giving options, I believe there is a place, I know there's one on the app, where you can give toward equipment. So if you like to sow into that, um, just pull up the app or wherever you give uh, uh, for Summit, whatever option you choose, look for the option that says equipment, okay? Every, every little bit helps, and we appreciate that. Okay, something else I want to share with you, a lot of announcements today, <laughs> but um, when you're giving online, you can help us with uh, to avoid the fees that we have to pay the credit card company when you use your credit card. How you can help us is there's an option on the online app where you can choose to give via your checking account. So those of you, I'm speaking to my summer family now, we'd appreciate it if you switch over to that. That saves us fees because the banks always reaches their hand in there and takes something. But if, we, if you use your checking account, there's no fees involved for us or you, okay? And so this is mostly for, for our, uh, our benefit at Summit Church. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Is that all? Thank God, that's all. But they're important. You know, announcements are important. Today, I want to talk about our completeness in Christ. And I want to talk about transformation. Do you know that when you got saved, you were transformed? It's like, I love the example in nature of, um, this is maybe my most favorite thing in nature, how a caterpillar changes into a butterfly. Now, a caterpillar, like, will spin a cocoon, be in a, an uncomfortable state for a period of time. And then he comes out, not a caterpillar with wings. He comes out a brand new species, something that didn't exist before. And that's a wonderful example of what happened when you became a believer in Christ, when you said yes to Jesus, when you became born again. And let me say a little bit about that because... <clears throat> um, Jesus, in, in an after-hours conversation with, with Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. 
And Nicodemus asked a very important question that some people don't know the answer to this today. He said, how can a man be born when he's old? <laughs> Is he going to enter in the second time into his mother's womb? See, Jesus was talking about, <clears throat> he said, no. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. All of us were, were born of the flesh, okay? But Jesus said, that which is born of the spirit <clears throat> is spirit. In other words, this is a spiritual birth. We all are three-part beings. We are a spirit. That's who you are. That's the part of you that was made in the image and likeness of God. See, when Adam was created, God said, let, them, let, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Okay, that's the real you, the person that lives on the inside looking out through these windows of your body. Okay, so you have a body. Pinch yourself. Of course, that's your body. And then you have a soul. That's your mind, your will, your intellect, and emotions. God said in, in um, the word says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and uh, talking about sanctifying you, spirit, soul, and body. May your whole spirit, soul, and body, okay, be preserved blameless, okay? And so you are a spirit. You have a soul, you live in a body. So when Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again, he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. You were born in the natural, okay, when you came out of your mother's womb. But Jesus, Jesus said, you must be born twice. You must be born a second time to see the kingdom of God. So that's, make, that's when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you become a new creation on the inside. Now, this is very important. This is kind of our jumping off place here. You were totally transformed into a, a totally new species of being. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are his workmanship. I love this. One translation says we are his handiwork, his masterpiece. I want you to know you're a masterpiece. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I don't care if your life is spiraling out of control. If you've been born again, you were transformed instantly when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. The problem with some of you is you just don't recognize who you are. And I want to help you to discover who you are in Christ and how beautiful you are. Song of Psalms uh, 4, 7 says that you are altogether beautiful. And there is nothing at all wrong with you. That's the, that, the, the, those are words of Jesus in the songs of so Solomon. Jesus to us. Thank you, Lord. Say, I, let's say that together. Say, I'm all, well, repeat after me. I'm altogether beautiful. I'm altogether lovely. And there's nothing at all wrong with me. A pastor, no, no, this, you don't know this. I got, I, I, got, I got some issues. I got some stuff. We all got issues. 
But what I'm talking about is that man that I talked to you about earlier, that spirit person, that person on the inside is perfect. You were instantly transformed and became, you, you, you were in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. And that happened when you were born again. You were instantly made just like Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we. So we're going to focus on that person. That person that is already complete. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he meant it. You were finished. You were created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. I think, I think the singers got me going today, man. I'm telling you what, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. See Tracy dancing across that stage, man. That is his, that's his signature song, man. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Ooh, man, he don't need to rehearse that. You can wake him up in the middle of the night. I will bless the <laughs> Amen. He has done great things. I love that song, right? He has done great things for us. See, but you got to see what he's already done for you. You already, what if you, I want to pose this question to you, and hopefully you'll understand this by the time I'm done. What would it look like if you saw yourself complete? See, there's an inward transformation, but then there's an outward transformation where we all have issues. There, there is, all of us have areas in our life that need transforming. I don't care who we are. But the question is, how does it happen? How are we transformed? Well, the answer is grace, grace, and more grace. And see, grace is not a doctrine. Grace is a person, and his name is Jesus. The law was given through Moses, First, uh, excuse me, John 1.17, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Titus says the, the, the grace of God that brought salvation to all men has appeared. What does it mean grace appeared? Grace is a thing. No, grace is a person. That's how it can appear. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's John 1.17. Now the verse before that says, for, for from, verse 16, John 1, for from his fullness we have all what? Received. That's Nicole's word. I didn't look this up, but it might be Lombano. I, I, I got to look that up. But one, one of the words for received in the Bible is lambano. That means to lay a hold of. When Jesus on the cross, I mentioned this earlier, he took our, our sicknesses. He took our infirmities. He bore our sickness. That word took is lambano. And Romans 5.17 says those of us who 
Lombano, receive Lombano, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign as kings in life. Remember, you're a king, so act like one. And the reason why you've got to lay a hold of the gift of righteousness, see, this is faith righteousness. We'll talk about this a little little later. But faith righteousness is believing that you're the righteousness of God. See, you have to, faith righteousness is, you've got to believe that you're righteous by faith. See, because every day when you look in the mirror, something will tell you that you're not right. So you've got to take that by faith. No matter what it looks like on the outside, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You've got to, see, what's faith righteousness? Believing that, laying a hold of it, lambanoing it every minute of every day. When something comes out of your mouth that shouldn't come out of your mouth, and you talk uh, sideways to your spouse, Believe that you (laughs) are right with God by faith. See, that's faith righteousness. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. See, there's just more grace. The, The word upon in the Greek, you know what it means? It means grace in place of. It means, okay, Upon means in place of. So we can say grace in place of grace, in place of grace, in place of grace. That's how our life, how, how our life should be. What I confess every day is, is thank you, Lord, for favor upon favor. See, grace is unmerited, God's unmerited, unearned, and undeserved favor. So every day I say, Lord, thank you, Lord, for grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Because there's more grace for you. Thank you, Lord. We all, uh, we all need transformation at some level in our lives. We get there by, by more and more grace. And guess what? It's there for you. Those that, back to Romans 5, 17, those who receive the abundance of grace, not just a little bit, abundance of grace. The abundance of grace is available to you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here is um, the feature presentation verse. Okay, thank you, Lord. Um, right now, now, man, this is the this is the star of the show. Right now, this is what I want you to really focus on. Mark in your Bible, it says, "For in Him, that's in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead." Bodily, that's, man, thank you, Lord. In Christ, and guess what? We're in him. Dwells all, say all the fullness of the Godhead. What's the Godhead? The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. All the fullness of the Godhead is in him. What's that got to do with me, Pastor? And you are complete in him. Mark that in your Bible, Colossians 2, 9 and 10. I'm in a teaching mode today, y'all. You are complete 
in him who is the head of all principality and power. Do you see that? In him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you, say me, say I, and com am complete in him. Let me tell you something. How many of you know that the word is truth? I said the word is truth. So it's got to be true that you complete. Don't See, if you don't see yourself as complete, you, you, you walk around with a lack mentality. You think, you, well, I'm lacking this, and if I just had a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. No. See yourself, transformation on the outside begins when you see yourself transformed on the inside. We're not faking you out. You are transformed, and you are complete. And that's why you got to understand spirit, soul, and body. You've got to understand it. So don't look at your, your natural. Okay, I ain't complete. I just cussed out my wife. You are complete in your spirit. No matter what you said to your wife. Okay? And, and, and see, as a believer in Christ, there is no sin in you. You have been washed. You have been, been, been cleansed. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. See, you, you've not just been forgiven. You've been washed clean. You've been washed clean of all your sins, past, present, and future. This came to me this morning as I was reviewing my notes. This is, um, they don't have this prepared. I sneaked this one in. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I just get get things sometimes at the last minute. But uh, this, came, this, this verse came to me, 1 Corinthians 6, 11. And such were some of you. Key word here is were. Were what? Jacked up. Messed up. But that ain't who you are now. Where you been? Anybody got a testimony out there? Where you been is not where you are now. Everybody say, thank God. <laughs> Such were some of you, but you were, <clears throat> that's past tense, you were washed, you were sanctified, <clears throat> you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. See, that's what took you from darkness to light. The believers call light. Actually, the believers call Christ. Because <clears throat> as he is, so are we. Thank you, Lord. This is 1 Corinthians 6, 11. You were washed. You were washed. You got put in the wash cycle. You were transformed into an entire new species of being, a new creation in Christ. Notice what, what, the, what the word says about you. You are a new creation in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You were, you were sanctified. You are his workmanship, his masterpiece. You are altogether beautiful, and there's nothing at all wrong with you. 
What if you saw yourself like that? It'll change your life. It'll change your life. So, John 19.30, when Jesus said, receive the sour wine, he said, it is finished. Thank you, Lord. Even if your life is a mess and you're struggling with stuff, struggling with anxiety, depression, fear, worry, okay? So, see yourself complete and declare that I am free because of Jesus. See, this word complete, it means to fill to the top so that nothing shall be wanting to render perfect. See, no, no matter what you're dealing with on the outside, declare, no matter what, what your struggle, what your challenges are, what your problems are in life, whatever you, if you're having a, a battle with addiction, for example, or depression, declare that it is finished. I want you to say, it is finished. When Jesus said it's finished, he meant it. On the cross, that's when your washing took place. That's when your sanctification took place. That's when your righteousness and holiness took place. Jesus became sin on that cross that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. And the moment you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you became complete, filled with all the fullness of God. You are wall-to-wall -wall God on the inside. Nothing wanting, completely complete, perfect on the inside. Say, I am perfect in, say, I am perfect in Christ. And I lack nothing. Now, see, when you believe that, in, that inward transformation, that's a fact, that's the truth, that's already taken place, then the outward transformation that you want will take place effortlessly. Listen, stop trying to reach the finish line and look at, man, if I could just... If, 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 if I could just improve my life, if I, I, I'm just trying to be a better person, if I could just reach that finish line. You know what? In Christ, the starting point is the finish line. Because you, you, you're already complete. I'm going to say it again. Our, our starting point is the finish line. What starting point? The moment you were born again, born again you were finished. Because Jesus said, it is finished. Either it's finished or it's not. It is finished because Jesus said it. And he's the truth. There's a term that goes going, going around talking about my truth. Everybody got my truth. I'm not, I'm not dissing that altogether. Uh, I sometimes I don't know what it means. But 
Jesus don't have my truth. He got the truth. And see, sometimes people, well, well you know, you, you're Christian and, and all that. That's, that's your truth. My truth is Buddha. No, that ain't the truth. That ain't no kind of truth. So you can't make something the truth that's not the truth. Or you know, the pastor, there are many ways to God. There are many paths. No. Jesus said, or, or uh, Jesus said, I'm the way. I, I am not a way. He said, I am the way. Acts says in the book of Acts, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven. Buddha's under heaven. Muhammad's under heaven. No name, no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus. It's the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, back to our message. When you were born again, listen to this. Man, this is good stuff. You became a child of God. Jeremiah, excuse me, John 1.12 says, As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Do you know what that, think about that for a minute. People say, I'm a child of God. And sometimes it, it gets like he said so much, it, it don't mean anything. Do you understand what it means to be a child of God? God Almighty El Shaddai is your father, is your papa. What are you going to worry about? What are you going to fear? When his name is Healer, how can I be afraid of the coronavirus? Now, people that, that are afraid, we want to help them. We don't look down our nose at people who are afraid. We want, we want to help you to give a reason not to. Amen. Because you've got a, a heavenly father that watches over you. I mean, what kind, of, what kind of father would you be if you had all power in your hands and you're Jehovah Rapha, your name is Healer. What kind of father would you be to let your children suffer with sickness and disease? What, what kind of father, like there's some people have the, the, uh, the wrong concept of God. And they think that God is somebody that, that gets mad and angry. But the word says that he'll never be angry with you. Isaiah 54. What kind of father would, well, you know, sometime the Lord, he, he, put, he put this coronavirus on people to, to teach them. They've people been, been um, and God is mad. So he, he unleashed this coronavirus. And he puts it on people to teach them. What kind of father? Would you take your, your child, they did something wrong, you told them over and over. I don't care how bad they were. And they 
kept doing the same old silly thing over and over and over again. Would you take their hands and come over here? I want you to turn on the stove on high and take their hand and put it on that stove to teach it. Now, now, it's true that they won't forget that. But what kind of parent would you be to do that? Do you, do you think you're a better parent than God? God is not putting anything on you to teach you. Well, Pastor, I know that, but uh, that ain't what I'm saying. Okay, what you saying? I'm saying he put it on the world. People that don't know God. So people will come to him. I don't know what kind of Bible you're reading. My Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. God's method is that his goodness will draw people, lead people to repentance. Not sickness, not disease. Past, I don't know. Cause I, uh, I ignored God for years, and I got put in the hospital. And it and it and it wasn't until I was in the hospital that I heard from God, and I turned to God. Well, that doesn't mean God put you in the hospital. Well, that's my truth. That ain't no truth. Amen. See, while you was partying and, and, you know, doing the backslide and all, all that kind of, kind of thing, and, uh, you, you know, you didn't, it's kind of like somebody, you, you somebody uh, call you, you're on your cell phone, you know, uh, or, somebody, or somebody calls you on your cell phone, and you're in the house and you, you know, let's say, let's say you're out, out, outside and you are mowing the grunt grass and it's loud or whatever you got your phone in your pocket and you didn't hear it okay and you, then uh, after you get done cutting the grass you pick up your phone it's like hey oh some I missed the call you, you called and said okay hey what's up man I tried to been trying to call you for an hour I said man well I'm cutting my grass it was loud see what I mean and so while you partying while you in the club see God's talking then you just didn't hear it so stop all that nonsense and putting this stuff on God is not a part of his nature and a part of his character. God is a good God. He's like, well, I was in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you couldn't help but to hear from God. You got them tubes going up and down your behind and you, you sitting there like this, you know, and they got you strapped in there. You can't move. All right. God was talking just like that person on the, the, uh, uh, the grass. The call was coming through. You just didn't hear it. And now, you know, you got, it got no noise. You ain't in the club. The music not blasting. You sitting there like this. Oh, I, ah, man, I'm hearing from God. <laughs> you probably hear all kind of voices now. See how crazy that is? Okay, now, watch this. When you were born again, you became a child of God. That means you've got the life of God on the inside of you. You've got God's DNA on the inside of you. Thank you, Lord. 
no demon can touch your spirit. This part of you that's been born again, no demon can touch it. Sin can't enter. Look, look, look at this. In Ephesians chapter 1, in him, notice this is the second time we looked at that, in him. Because see, that's our position. We're in Christ. Where is he? Seated at the right hand of the Father. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, what happened? This is what happened when you, you believed. Remember, we already looked. You were washed. You were cleansed. You were sanctified. Here's, here's what else happened. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in your washed spirit. In your, see, justify, when it says you, you were justified, that means you were made righteous. Okay? So you, you were justified, declared righteous, washed and cleansed, and inside of that washed, cleansed, justified spirit, the Holy Spirit lives. And you're sealed. You've got God's DNA. What does it mean when, when, when you're sealed? It's kind of like them, those mason jars and stuff. That you could, they, got that, that, they got that seal where the, the good can't get out. The bad can't get in. That's what happened to you. That's where you are now. The, 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 the bad can't, the, see, the bad can't get in. See? And you fill with all this goodness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. John 8, verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, anybody the Son set free? If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. What does that indeed mean? I, I, in my, this is not a Greek definition. This is just what I put on it. Help me understand it. If the Son sets you free, you will be free sure enough. <laughs> you are sure enough free. So you see, freedom, watch this. Freedom is not about what you do. Freedom is about what you know and believe. See, a lot of times people are trying, what, the, what much of the church world is into is sin management. But what God is into is transformation. Okay. It's, 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 it's transformation. Say transformation. transformation. Inward transformation per, produces outward transformation. And what do I mean by sin management? Much of the church world is into sin management. Another way to say it is behavior modification. 
trying to modify your behavior. But see, that doesn't cause freedom. Freedom is not about what you do. It's about what you know and what you believe. Believing, what are are we supposed to believe? Believe the transformation. Know and believe the transformation that has already occurred in your spirit. The inward transformation will produce an outward transformation. All right? It'll produce peace and joy. Fullness of life. See, Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. That's Zoe. That's life as God has it. And and have it more abundantly. One translation says, and have it in superabundance. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this statement. You will never be more pure or more free than you were the moment you were born again and became a new creation in Christ Jesus. The moment you said yes to Jesus, the moment you got saved, you reached the finish line. So that's why I say your starting point is your finish line. All right, y'all getting some out of this? For, for sin will not have dominion over you. Some people think you're going to set world records in sin if the law is not preached, if you preach grace. No, the opposite is true. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the strength of sin is the law. We should be preaching the law. It's a ministry of condemnation. It's a ministry of death. When sin is preached, sin will have, the opposite is true. If you're not under grace and you're under law, sin will have dominion over you if you're under law but not under grace. That's the opposite of this verse. But sin, when you're under grace, sin will have no dominion over you. Let's talk about this, this righteousness that, that, that we have. See, righteousness and grace go hand in hand. Romans 1 tells us that Paul said, I'm not ashamed. Listen, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Jot jot this down and, and, and study this. For it, the gospel, is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation is an all inclusive word, it means deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness, okay? So the gospel, in other words, is the power of God for your healing. It's the power of God for your prosperity. There's power in the gospel to change your life. So the gospel is the power of God for your salvation. The next verse says, for in it. And, and, and the, what is the gospel? It's the gospel of Christ. What is the gospel of Christ? The gospel of grace. And the next verse says, in it. In what? In the gospel of grace, righteousness is revealed. Ah, so you see how grace and righteousness go hand in hand? And righteousness is a gift. We receive the abundance of grace and the what? Gift of righteousness. You were made the righteousness of God in Christ. So the gospel of Christ is the gospel of grace. What's righteousness? 
right standing with God. Grace is God's unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. Righteousness is right standing with God. How, and, and, and here's where we get to how people are trying to live by the principle of the law, which is you have to do something to be made right with God. But when you understand righteousness, you know that you're right, you're right, you have right standing with God because of what Jesus did for you, because of his obedience on the cross, not because of your obedience. See, so the law, when you're living under the law, sin is going to have dominion over you. When you're living under the law, how are you living? This is how you know you're living under the law. You're trying to be, to be made right with God by what you do. You think that you earn righteousness rather than receiving it as a gift. You think you earn it because of what you do. <laughs> See, think about the law under the old covenant. Now, it was true under the old covenant that they had to keep the law in order to be blessed. They had to earn their righteousness. But we're, that system is, is, is done. We're under a new covenant. But let's look at under the old covenant with all the laws. There were 613 laws. But some of these laws, like in some of the big ten, thou shall not, thou shall not. See, the law, think about the law. The law will point out all your flaws, but not lift a finger to help. <laughs> It'll just tell you what not to do. Don't, thou should not, thou should not, but it won't help you. It's like looking in a mirror. The, the mirror, the law is like a mirror. You can look into a mirror, it, it can expose the pimple on your face, but it can't remove it. Here's something else about the law. It, it will never compliment you. It'll never say you're doing pretty good. It will always show you where you lack, how you could do better, how you could do more. You could do more for God. Look at all he's done for you. Anybody hear that kind of preaching? All that God, look at all. You better, you better lift up your hand. And people are like, okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> don't get mad at me, preacher. See, under grace, you lift up your hands willingly because of all that he's done for you. Nobody got to shout you into raising your hands. Y'all better get up on your feet. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You got preachers, they're they yelling at grown folks. I'm like, man, come on, man. We're all adults in here. You know, to be honest with you, man, I'm just, I just had a cup of coffee. I'm just trying to wake up, man. I know God's been good to me, but, man, give me a break. I mean, <laughs> like, look at y'all. Y'all act like God ain't done nothing for you. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that kind of preaching? It's just me. My goodness, man. Thank you, Lord. Um, so, so, watch this. And be found in him, oh, Philippians, so there we go. And be found in him, watch this, not having a righteousness of my own 
that comes from where? The law. But having, but that, having that, which comes through what? Faith in Christ. It's, this is faith righteousness. Righteousness that says, I'm righteous because of what Jesus has done. Watch this. The righteousness from God that depends on your obedience. The righteousness from God that depends on your performance? No. That depends on your obedience? No. What does it depend on? Faith. Why does it depend on faith? Because every day it takes faith to believe that you're righteous when you look at some of your actions and they don't look righteous. And sometimes you don't feel righteous. So you got to believe that you're righteous whether you look like it or not, whether you feel like it or not, you are still on your worst day. You are still the righteousness of God in Christ. Well, I'm just trying to be a good Christian. See, the law, here's something, something else about the law. The law is like quicksand. The more, the more you try, the deeper you go <laughs> in the, into the ground. <laughs> Struggling don't help you. Trying, the more, the more you try and strive and, and quicksand, the further down you go. And that's what the law is like. That's what it's like when you're trying to be a good Christian. Pastor living this Christian life is hard. It's hard. No, it's impossible. When you're trying to do it on your own, having a righteousness, like Paul said, this, this is what I, I ain't got this. I don't have a righteousness of my own. See, the righteousness from the law is a righteousness of your own. But I've got the righteousness that comes through the faith in Jesus Christ. So let me, let me wrap this up. The, to, to be under the law is to find your identity in your performance. To find your identity in what you do. I want to talk more about identity, but not today. To be under grace means your identity is in Jesus. I mean, who better to tell you who you are and what your identity is than the one who created you. And he says, ain't nothing wrong with you at all. To be under grace, see, to be under the law is to find your identity in your performance, whether good or bad. But to be under grace means your identity is in Jesus whose performance on your behalf was perfect. See, grace isn't freedom to sin. It's freedom from sin. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not under the law but under grace. I mentioned this earlier. The power of sin is the law. The word power is the Greek word dunamis. A few more things I want to Statements I want to give you. The more true grace is taught and believed, the better you're going to perform and live in freedom every day. However, the more behavior modification, performance, and the law is preached, 
the more the strength and power of sin will be empowered. This is, this is counterintuitive. People think if you give, if you lay the law down, people will straighten up. But actually, it's the opposite. You actually lose sin when the law is preached. Romans says, chapter 7, that the law stirs up evil passions. You don't want evil passions stirred up. Stop focusing on the outward transformation that you want to see in your life. Stop focusing on trying harder and doing better. Quit all of that. Stop focusing even on trying to love God more or to have a better relationship with him. Now, some people will listen to that and think I'm crazy. No. So what, what, what do I do then, Pastor? If I don't try harder, if I don't try to do better, if I don't try to serve God more, Put, here's what to do, put your energy in focusing and setting your mind on one thing, beholding him. Beholding who? Christ. Beholding Jesus Christ. Look full in his wonderful face without shame, guilt, condemnation, or fear. And see who he has made you to be in him. And you will be transformed effortlessly by the Holy Spirit from the inside out. See, this is living from the inside out. Here's a scripture for that. Mark this one. This is a, this is, this is a key. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from your effort and from your striving. No, this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Keep your mind on him. Last verse, Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Keep your mind and your eyes on Jesus because he trusts in you. We, we trust him in him. Okay? We're not trusting in the news. We trust in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Perfect peace. You know, in the, in the Hebrew, the Old Testament was originally uh, written in Hebrew, Perfect peace, there are two words that are the same. They're translated perfect peace. But in the Hebrew, you know what it is? The word for peace is shalom, but you know what the word for perfect is? Shalom. You will keep him in shalom, shalom. You're going to be in perfect peace. Because peace is not just tranquility of, of your mind. It's, it's also prosperity. It's also healing. It's wholeness, completeness. It's, it's nothing missing and nothing broken. Say shalom, shalom. Say, say, say shalom, shalom, shalom. Thank you, Lord. Perfect peace. Shalom, shalom.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we, we keep our eyes on Jesus.